let's go to work. As barbers, we cut hair and fade all day. This podcast goes beyond the barber's chair and is about the rest of our story. Positioning ourselves for success, avoiding costly mistakes, and continuing to grow and thrive as barbers for years to come. Join us as we look at the whole world of barbering and go beyond the barber's chair. When I'm cutting hair, I use my blending shears a lot. I probably use those maybe 50 to 75% of the actual shear work that's done after the clippers are done. And uh, I have five sets, of cl- five sets of these. Each of these five does a different job, but the one thing they have in common is I wanted to make sure they had a swiveling thumb. Now this is to make sure that when I am going through all this hair, that the shears actually follow my thumb as opposed to forcing my thumb to have to twist and turn to go along with the shear. It gives my hands a whole lot more comfort. And basically, it's going to make it's going to make me able to do what I do for a whole lot longer than if I didn't have it. So uh, when I was hunting down blending shears, it's very important for me to have this swivel. And by the way, I'm left-handed. That's a hard task to find a whole set of shears that are left-handed and with a swivel thumb. That was a really hard challenge. Now, the reason I'm going through all this about my particular shears and talking about the swivel thumb is I invited Willie Hyde from Shark Fin Shears to join us. He is the director of education for the company, and he has the same kind of, well, he places the same importance on ergonomics that I do because the better we take care of our bodies and how we are working the longer and more comfortable we'll be able to do this. I'm going to get out of the way. I'm going to get right down to right down to the interview with Willie. Willie, thank you for your time. Appreciate you joining us here today. I've been really excited about talking with you, especially with what we're talking about specifically here. So, of course, my pleasure. It's it's uh, I'm I always jump at the opportunity to be able to speak about ergonomics because while in our industry, I I think it's talked about a lot. There are still a lot of people who who may not have any idea of some of the stuff we're going to go over today and how important it is and how it impacts their health behind the chair. Oh, exactly. That's actually the point behind the whole podcast because there, there's a lot of things we hear. Do this, do that. But we that's about as far as it goes. It doesn't really go any further than that. And there's also a lot of misinformation. So it's really good to be able to talk to someone who does this on a day-to-day basis who can really explain it as opposed to you know the hobbyists out there or something like that. So uh, Of course. I'm glad I'm here. Thank you. You and I share an affinity for the soil thumbs. I, I really enjoy enjoy using those. Uh, all all my blenders I use, all all the texturizers, the chunkers, and all that. They're all shark fin. They're all the same model, and uh, it, it's it's just a really fantastic tool. I mean, for me, it's about comfort and the whole ergonomics. When I I use them a lot, and I move a lot of hair through these guys, and so it, it's nice to know that I, I could be cutting for many years as opposed to how to succumb to pain or something like that, take a few days off here or there. I mean, it just feels so natural when I'm doing it. You do a lot of videos about the swivel thumb shear specifically. You're in the industry. So what are the advantages of using a swivel thumb? Yeah. So I've been in the industry for years now. I'm the director of education for Shark Fin. So not only do I I help take care of all of our trade shows and education at trade shows, I, I teach to a lot of schools because that's a huge portion of our industry as well, right? Cosmetology and barbering schools. And I get the opportunity to talk about this a lot. 
And the benefit to a swivel thumb is, you know, your, your hand is built a certain way. The thumb is underneath the index finger. All four fingers are in a straight line. So imagine, if you will, that the more natural range of motion your thumb has, the more ergonomically correct it's going to be, which means the less stress on the hand, the less stress on the ligaments and tendons in the hand, the less stress on the fingers. So when we reduce that stress in the hand and fingers, we reduce the, the chance of carpal tunnel and tendonitis in the hand, but we also reduce the risk of wrist, elbow, neck, and shoulder issues because when the hand stays in a more natural position, so does the elbow and the shoulder. I noticed that uh, I used to have to just hike my shoulder and hike my elbow up all the time trying to do things, and it's nice not having to do that. Yeah, a vision, if you will, with a non-swivel shear, and I know we don't have video, but it, if, if you can envision this in your mind, with a non-swivel shear, especially when you have the hair held at elevation, meaning you're holding it above 90, say, and you want a point cut, that elbow comes out like a chicken wing, right? And anytime your elbow passes parallel with your shoulders, you start to carry all that stress and tension through your neck and shoulder. So there are multiple things to look at with, with a swivel when it comes to keeping the body in a more natural position or a more ergonomic position. Beyond the ergonomics uh, and keeping the body doing things the body needs to do, is there anything specifically that a, a swivel shear can do that a regular shear, that a non-swivel shear could do? Right. So from a, from a cutting standpoint, from, you know, how the shear performs, no, right? Like the shear is going to cut the same, the shear handle design's the same, the thumb, the thumb positioning is the same on a non-swivel and a swivel. The main difference, uh, family, is, is how the swivel just allows the thumb to have a more natural range of motion, thus leading to less stress and tension in the hand, elbow, neck, and shoulder. It's going to kind of sound like a broken record here, right? I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but from a performance standpoint, there's absolutely nothing a swivel shear can do that a non-swivel can't. However, from an ergonomics standpoint, the swivel shear is going to allow your wrist elbow, neck, and shoulder to stay in a more relaxed position, which means naturally your balance is going to be on both feet. You're not going to be bending and pivoting at the hip and causing stress on the knees or the foot. So everything about a swivel shear is more from a technique perspective and an ergonomic perspective, not a per performance perspective. The thing which I notice when I, when I use mine is instead of having to, I've got I've got one set of shears which is not, and it's a little teeny tiny guy which I do for some detail work, and I notice when I'm using those, or if I borrow a student's shears or something like that, and they don't have them, my gosh, the 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 difference between what my hand is doing and how I had to turn my hand and the stress the the stress I'm actually feeling as I'm trying to close the shears is very noticeable for me, and uh, when I'm when I'm using the swivel shear, I'm simply just moving my thumb back and forth. Everything else just stays in one position and it's just so much easier. And that's the point, right? So when you look at a shear, especially our shear, our shear, the handle design, the finger fitting system, you couple those two things, which is patented technology for us, which means we're the only shear company in the world that offers it, right? But when you couple those two things, the patented handle and a finger fitting system with the swivel shear, you truly have like an ergonomic trio that's unbeatable.
right? And when you get behind that, once, once your muscle memory goes to a swivel shear, whenever I pick up a non-swivel shear, Dave, it, I know immediately I'm like, wow, this, this is a non-swivel shear because what happens is once I become used to using a swivel shear, it's all muscle memory now, right? Like I put on a swivel shear and the first thing my thumb wants to do is find itself in a more ergonomic position. So much like you, I only have one shear that's non-swivel and it's a seven inch non-swivel. And the reason for that is, is when I'm doing scissor over comb, which is the only thing I do with a non-swivel, my hand is right here anyway, right? So envision, if you will, I'm just up and down with a, a scissor over comb. I don't need my thumb to swivel or move. But the moment I go to working on a one length haircut, the moment I go to working on the interior of a haircut around the ears and face, slide cutting and point cutting, I switch to a swivel shear. And people who have never used a swivel shear, once they become used to using a swivel shear, when they pick up a non-swivel, their reaction is generally like yours and I, which is how did I ever use a non-swivel shear or why didn't I learn about this sooner and the benefits behind the chair. I liken it to my hairdryer game. I got one of those, uh, not the dice, it's the, the Gamma Plus. It's almost like an air cannon in the hand. Yeah, after using it for a while, you don't you, you don't realize how strong and powerful they are until you put a regular hairdryer in your hand and you're thinking, wow, where's the air? Uh, it, yeah. it's kind of, you, you don't know what you got till it's gone. And Yes, even more so what I notice is how heavy blow dryers used to be 10 plus years, 15 years ago, when I first came into the industry, how heavy those blow dryers were versus how light blow dryers are now. And I think the reason this is important to just discuss is, you know, the, the better we take care of ourselves behind the chair, whether it's how we stand, it's how heavy our tools are, uh, how big the, the round, the, the handles on a round brush are, all these things can impact how our hand, forearm, elbow, neck, and shoulder feel. And, you know, I can tell you if I'm in pain, I'm no fun to be around. I got these uh, shoes, all the insoles and all that stuff take really good care of my feet. But in the instance where my foot is not happy, the whole body is not happy. And right. I can, you know, and it's like the whole body does the same thing. Hands, arms, all that has the same effect. Yeah, we have a saying here at Shark Fin, a happy stylist is a healthy stylist and a healthy stylist is a wealthy stylist, right? And, and immediately a lot of people, when they hear wealth, think about money. What I'm talking about is I have a young daughter at home who still loves to play with Legos on the floor and Barbies and all this stuff. And after a long week of work, my if my body hurts, um, I'm less capable of being present in the moment with my family, for my daughter, with, with whatever's going on. So when we say wealthy, we're not just talking about money. We're talking, at least I'm talking about how, how I feel, how I'm able to interact with people in my day-to-day -day life because I'm pain-free. I am so glad you mentioned that because so many people missed that whole point to it. I mean, what's the point of working all day with, with you get home and you're dead and I'm going to bed. Well, no one sees you and you wake up and you're doing the same grind again. It makes It just makes all the difference to be with the family. I've got a, a four-year-old granddaughter who uh, she loves to play the active games. Uh, she She's a tackler. You know? yeah, yeah. So it's like, I, I got to be ready for that when she comes in. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And, it, and if I'm in pain, it, it's just not going to be nearly as fun. So yeah, I, thank you for bringing that part up there. My pleasure. Now, 
originally when I first looked at Swivel Thumb, someone I, I don't remember who it was, they said if you're gonna do it, do it earlier in your career because later in your career, you've built you've built the muscle memory, and then if you try to go to the swivel thumb, you're gonna have a real big problem adapting. What are your thoughts along that? So, Dave, you know me. Many of the people who listen to this may not know me. But what I will say without a shadow of a doubt is anybody, absolutely anyone, regardless of whether they've been doing hair for a day or or 50 years, can get used to a swivel thumb shear. They just have to be willing to go through that discomfort. And by discomfort, I mean be not pain or or anything like that. They have to go through that awkwardness. Maybe that's a better word than discomfort of becoming used to using a swivel shear because it's all muscle memory, like we just talked about. So when you put on a non-swivel shear, you're used to that thumb just being there and staying there. And that's where it's been. So whether it's been a month that you've been in the in school or it's been 25, 30, 40 years, you've been behind the chair. So naturally, when you go to a swivel shear, which now wants to swivel, right? Everything about that is different. So what we tell people is when you get a swivel shear, put your non-swivel shear away. Do not bounce back and forth between a swivel and a non-swivel, right? Because essentially when you do that, all that muscle memory that you've gained when using the swivel, when you go to a non-swivel, you've kind of thrown it out the window. And what happens for a lot of people, and I talk to a lot of people, trade shows, education in salons and barbershops and schools and all this stuff is, well, I, 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 I've been cutting hair all day. It's my last haircut of the day. I'm tired. I'm ready to go home. I pick up my non-swivel shear because I just don't want to, I don't want to fuss with it anymore, right? The swivel. And we've taken all that knowledge you learned that day and all that, all that gain that you've you've made with the swivel shear and by by going to a non-swivel shear you've you've kind of just tossed it out the window. So I uh, I do not agree at all with anyone who comes to our booth and says, "Willie, I've been doing this for 40 years. I can't I can't use a swivel shear." Anyone can use a swivel shear, Dave. It's a matter of being willing to take the time to get used to a swivel shear. I kind of likened it to You've been driving your car for a good long time. You really like that, but it's time to get a new car, and the car drives different. It take, takes a couple of weeks to really get used to the way that the car drives. But then once you're there, it just it's just really natural. Absolutely. Absolutely. People, uh, I've seen people like I maybe I was at Florida Premier last year and, and talked to someone and they bought a, a swivel shear, and I see him the following year. And I've I've never met, to my knowledge. I've never met someone who I said, try a swivel shear, and they did. I've never seen them down the road six months, a year, whatever, and they were like, Willie, why why would you ever tell me to use a swivel shear? People who switch to a swivel shear from a non-swivel shear, the results and the effects of a swivel shear are almost immediate, and they're huge, where people are like, man, I wish I would have done this years ago. I'll tell a story about uh, one of the students I'm working with. Uh, she's uh, preparing for her state board exams. And uh, when she first started, she had gotten, you know, a, a cheap pair of shears. Which, hey, we, I mean, my, my first pair of shears I bought was uh, 25 bucks. I won one of the, uh, I guess it's Bronner Brothers. It's like a $25 pair of shears. Here we go. I got my first left-handed pair. You know? And uh, I remember seeing her trying to learn how to cut. 
and she just looked like she was in pain. I mean, her wrist was contorted and everything. She was having the hardest time. And, uh, you know, I stopped her right then and there. I said, all right, put the thing away. Let's get, let's go and get a swivel set. Her cutting, everything went really well. She, she got used to it really fast. It just took to her like a fish to water. So uh, last week, we're going through her mock exams. You know, they practice, okay, here's what we're going to do. And she had left her swivels with a friend where she had cut their hair. So she had her other pair as, as a backup. And the whole time, she was just talking about, oh, my gosh, this feels terrible. My hands, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. Right. So right. It, you, you get used to the good stuff, and you go back to something that's not so good, and your body knows it. Your brain knows it. Sure. And I want to just show people this real quick. Keep in mind, uh, what, if there's no, if there's no uh, a video for this, you can go right to our website, sharkfinshears.com, click the education tab. And under the education tab, there's a video called swivel versus non-swivel, right? And it'll show you so you can visually see this because I believe seeing helps, uh, it helps a lot of people understand. So uh, a swivel shear with a one or a non-swivel shear with a one-length haircut, if I comb the hair down to zero elevation and I want to get the shear in cutting position, the only option for that is to roll my wrist like this. Now I have stress on these two ligaments and tendons on the outside of the wrist, which goes into the forearm and comes to a rest in the neck and shoulder. So with a one-length haircut, instead of being here, right, because the shear swivels, we can swivel that shear the shear is now in cutting position for a one length haircut and the wrist is straight and the elbows in. The other thing is if I'm doing point cutting at elevation, meaning the hair is elevated, I, in order to point cut, I have to lift my elbow up like a chicken wing. Anytime my elbow comes past parallel with my shoulder, I carry all that, all that stress in my neck and shoulder. But also naturally when I'm standing, what happens is I lean to one side when my elbow comes up. So now I, car I carry that stress and weight on that side in my hip, my knee, and my foot. So it's not just our, our upper body that we're talking about. It becomes our lower body depending on what technique we're doing. And with slide cutting, instead of elevating that elbow, you can swivel that shear, right? Keep that elbow in and you can slide cut on either side of the head without having to lift that elbow. So... Um, Real quick, just the three things that I show everybody when this three real quick, impactful things that show people how we hold our bodies differently, depending on where our elbow is. One of the challenges people have with cutting a one length with a swivel is that they're so used to when they open and close a shear, they're opening and closing their entire hand, right? When I open and close a shear, all I want to move is my thumb. Mm -hmm. So when I've learned how to open and close a shear with just my thumb, I can put that shear in any position and I can open it and close it without it causing me any issues because all that opens and all that moves is my thumb. So that's an important piece too, not just for a swivel shear, for any shear, making sure that I'm not, uh, I'm not opening and closing my, my hand like a mouth that literally all that's moving is my thumb when I'm opening and closing a shear. Now, when you're teaching the classes, uh, do, you, do you focus on that a lot when you're teaching the techniques as well, as far as you know, not doing the mouth and just moving the oh, thumb? Oh, yeah. Something I've implemented because I felt like was a huge, it was a huge benefit to me 
was when I took a class and the educator spent time and this was a barbering class and it was specifically the haircut we were going to be learning that day was diagonal layers. So it was a little bit longer. So it was all scissor. It was all scissor and, and handwork. Right. And one of the first things we talked about at the beginning of the class was how to properly hold a shear, how a shear should fit your hand, why these things are important when I'm doing scissor over comb what moves, what, what, you know, the only thing that moves is my thumb, because if I use my entire hand to open and close, now there's more stress and tension in my hand and fingers, which comes to a rest where wrist, elbow, neck, and shoulder. So it, it just makes sense that moving just my thumb uses way less energy than moving my entire hand when I open and close a shear. And that's something I teach now in pretty much every class is how a shear should fit, why it should fit that way, and the proper way to open and close a shear, ergonomically speaking. Now, where, where do you do your classes? I know you do them at the hair shows. That's where I've seen you. Uh, yeah, so we we always have classes at all the major trade shows. Um, right now, we, we're offering free virtual education to uh, schools, salons, and barbershops through Zoom. And then uh, if you want to, if you're interested in having a shark fin class, you can submit an edu education request right on our website. So sharkfinshears.com, click on that education tab. And under that tab, it's going to have another uh, another button that says request request education. Yeah, and actually, that's one thing I was, was going to ask you if people want to get classes, how they went about that. So that's, yep. that's perfect. Now, how'd you, how'd you get involved in shark fin in the beginning? Oh, man. This is such a crazy story. So I moved I moved up to uh, Connecticut from Florida in 2013, and uh, I got hooked up with a an, a wet line called Evo and Fabuloso Pro, which is an Australian line. And uh, I started doing education for them throughout the Northeast. And believe it or not, I was doing I was doing color education for them. So uh, even though I could cut hair, and that's what I wanted to do. At this particular time, they had an opening for a color educator. So that's what I did. I started cutting my teeth in the Northeast doing that. And uh, one day I needed a new pair of shears. I'd been looking at shears for a while. I knew it was going to be an investment for good shears that were going to last me, you know, years and years. I decided on a brand. I, I came home and was sharing it with my wife. And my wife was like, you're not spending $3,000 on a couple of pair of scissors. It's just not happening. Right. And, and, and I was like, well, what do you mean? You know, I need these. And, and she, she said to me, you know, do some more research, go online, do some research. If this is the best line of shears you can get for that price, then I don't have a problem with it, but do some research. And, that led me to Sharkfin and I gave Sharkfin a call and wanted to talk to someone about their shears, et cetera. And, um, uh, I, it, and the person I talked to that day actually turned out to be the owner's wife. So we had a lengthy conversation. Her name is Deb. Randy's the owner. It's Deb is Randy's wife. And, um, she said, you know what? we'd really love for you to come to New York for IBS New York and work in the booth. And I was like, I don't, I don't want to do sales. Like I don't want to stand in a booth all day selling shears. It's just not my thing. And, and then she called me back a few days later and said, listen, come out, you know, well, we, we want to meet you. We want you to see what the show's like. So I went and uh, I worked it. I'd been using the shears for at this point for maybe a couple months 
I went and worked the show. It was great. I left. I had no intentions on ever doing it again. Right. And uh, they called me up and said, hey, we'd love for you to work Chicago. And, and I was like, I don't I, you know, I, I'm not looking to get into sales. I'm, I'm in the education. I'm in the haircutting business and the education business. Right. So uh, uh, they talked me into coming out to Chicago and Randy offered me a position within the company. And I started as a sales rep. I started <laughs> as a, a regional sales rep was my title. And within a relatively short amount of time, we we launched haircutting education. We had a, a haircut collection come out. We started doing education at all the trade shows in classrooms, main stage. In seven short years, I've we always joke about this at Sharkfin. I I kind of created my own job position. But what's been great is being part of a company that had been around for years and kind of refocusing on education. And that part of the business and seeing how the company has grown just from refocusing uh, mainly on sales, right? Because we were literally just a company that had uh, a booth at trade shows and we sold shears on a website. We had no education. We had no education team. We we didn't have a haircut collection. We didn't have step-by-steps. We didn't have any of that. I guess if I could sum it up in, in just a one sentence, I kind of fell face first into shark fin. But the more people I meet and the more people I talk to, that's a lot of people's stories. It may sound a little different. It may look a little different. But uh, me just being willing to, to go to New York on a train for a couple of days and then me willing to jump on a plane and go to Chicago for a trade show led me to what now is uh, the director of education for Sharkfin Shears. It's always amazing to find out how many of the how many of the jobs or careers or positions find the person as opposed to the other way around. And I think that's important for people to understand. When I when I went back to school, I was in my late 20s. The only thing I wanted to do, Dave, was graduate because I had tried college and it wasn't for me. My main goal was I, I just want actually I thought I wanted to do nails and makeup, but I was convinced by a friend to go to cosmetology school and try doing hair. And from the moment I started doing hair, I was like, this is what I want to do. And in my mind, I was just going to graduate and and uh, I was going to cut hair in a salon the rest of my life. And that sounded fantastic to me. Um, but the longer I was at that school, the more they talked about opportunities above and beyond cutting hair behind the chair. For as many people as there are in the industry, there's probably as many opportunities or different um, things we can do. Uh, above and beyond just showing up to the salon every day and cutting hair. To be clear, Dave, there's nothing wrong with that. Okay. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I love it. I still love it. I loved it then. However, doing what I do now has given me the opportunity to meet people like you and many others that if I weren't traveling and doing the things that I am, I would have never had that opportunity to meet you or some of these other people who have been become huge influences in my life. One of the things I love about the barbering industry is there's so many ways to go. I mean, if, if someone wants to go behind the chair and that's all they want to do, that's the, and that's the single thing, there's a six-figure income, which can, they could make happen over time. Absolutely. You know, and if they, if they want to branch out and start doing other things, there's so many different ways to do this. One of my favorite exercises I see done in the beginning of a lot of business meetings when you have new teams together is they'll do the you know an icebreaker where they'll say, all right, guys, 
describe the perfect peanut butter jelly sandwich. How do you make it? And you know, everyone goes around and talks about how they would do it. Do it. You know, I would use this kind of bread. I use this, that, that, all this other. And the whole point of it is, yeah, look at this. We got 20 people here. We got 20 different ways to make a peanut butter jelly sandwich. There's so many ways to do it. And yet, we've all got the sandwich. Everybody eats. Something you mentioned in there, uh, you know, the, the value of investment. You're talking about good shears. You and I have seen what all is out there. From twenty-five bucks to five thousand, we we've seen them out there. Right. I just want to give a shout out, you know, to the shark fin. You know, as far as the the pricing of the shears, it's not if now if you really would really want to go crazy, sure. But for the shears I got, they were not astronomically expensive. Yeah. But what I really like knowing about it is, I don't ever have to buy another set of blenders, ever, because I've got, I've got was the the forty-fours, the the twenty-two. 14 yep. and 7. Those little chunkers, those little 7, seven, seven. chunkers. My gosh, I use those things more than I ever thought I would use them. Yep. Uh, it, it's amazing. That That's important. What you've mentioned is is the investment, right? And and that's uh, here at Sharkfin, we look at shears as an investment. We're, we, we understand that you can walk into Sally's or Cosmoprof and, and buy a rocket dog cast shear. Uh, over the counter there for uh, 80 to 100 bucks, and it's going to last you a few years. And uh, depending on what shear you already used, it, it could be a great shear compared to what what you had been using. However, for us, you know, we took that to the next level where you know all of our shears are Japanese Japanese Hitachi metals, which means they're the best in the world, right? Uh, the quality and the manufacturing is is amazing, and we offer that at at an affordable price. Um, you can look at some high-end Japanese shears out there, uh, Hokari, Mitsutani, Kasho, Washi, and uh, our shears are made of the exact same thing. Uh, in some instances, made in the exact same, right, in the exact same place. And uh, the difference is we have a patented handle and finger fitting system, which is going to save you and your wrist and elbow and neck and shoulder down the road. And we offer that many times at a fraction of the price as some of those other shear companies. And not only do we offer it at a fraction of the price, but we have a better warranty. We have a better accidental drop program. So the whole thing about Sharkfin and what I love about us is that, yes, are we making money off of shears? Absolutely. Uh, but you can compare our metals to some of those other companies' metals, and we're, and we're selling those same metals uh, for a fraction of the price. And I like to say this too, I feel like Sharkfin is the only company in the industry that focuses as much on the handle design and how important that is along with how the shear fits your hand. So I feel like Sharkfin focuses as much on the ergonomics as, of the shear as we do how well the shear performs. Because if your hand hurts, if your body hurts, then you can't cut hair then it doesn't matter how good your shears are, you can't work. And I take pride in the fact that we focus as much on keeping the artist healthy behind the chair as we do how well the shear performs. Sage advice. If you're if you're hurting, you can't work. What, what you got coming up? Yeah, so we've had a pretty tame summer, right? But uh, we have uh, several school events coming up in September and October. So we, we support an organization called NACUS and ACTS the National Association of Accredited Cosmetology school, cosmetology, uh, Schools. 
And then the uh, AACS is, is a fundamental part of that. So what these organi organizations do is they they uh, facilitate information to schools that they then become accredited so they can get financial aid and support for students. And as part of going through that process, uh, we support those shows. So I go there and essentially do what we're doing right now, right? Wow. Talk about ergonomics, keeping their students healthy behind their behind the chair, putting them in a position to win from from day one. I even do some haircutting, or we, it's not always me, uh, forgive me, but, uh, and then of course we have Premier Orlando, or I'm sorry, Premier San Antonio coming up at the beginning of October. We'll be doing education in classrooms and on stage there. We have Premier Ohio coming up. We'll be doing classrooms and stage work there along with having a booth. And then we have uh, several other things for distributors that we have throughout the South and Southwest. So uh, spring and fall are always crazy because that's we kind of have all of our trade shows in like late spring, early summer and late summer, early fall. So it's going to be a busy couple of months, but fun. If someone wants to get more clarification or has questions, uh, wants to contact you, what's the what's, what's way for them to do that? Sure. So uh, my my uh, Instagram is Willie Hyde, just my name, W-I-L-L-Y-H-Y-D-E. Uh, you can email me. It's Willie, W-I-L-L-Y at sharkfinshears.com. As long as whatever you call or text me for involves hair, then feel free to reach out to me. <laughs> uh, I can be reached at 860-262-1891. And I'm happy to help out however I can. William, is there anything that I may have missed or if you had a chance to, hey, here's a bunch of barbers and you had a chance to just talk to him and say, hey, uh, here's my wisdom. What would you want to pass along? I think just understand you're part of an amazing industry that's full of really creative, really loving, really helpful people. And the more open you are to communicating and asking for help and wanting to become a better hairstylist, barber, educator, human being, uh, my experience is I find those people wherever I go. I just have to be willing to uh, put myself out there and, and ask for help or introduce myself or say hello. And um, remember, you're also part of an industry that really will allow you to do whatever you want. And I mean that in a good way. Try not to, to corner yourself in one specific corner where it's like, this is all I want to do or this is all I can do. There's nothing wrong with specializing in one specific thing. I'm not saying that. However, if you're listening to this and you're like, I would love to become an educator. I would love to become a color specialist. I would love to. There are educators out there who provide phenomenal education at an affordable price. And there are brands in our industry that represent the artist and what the artist stands for and needs to be productive and successful in our industry. Search out those people, search out those brands, and you can do anything you want to do in this industry. It's amazing. Right on. Well, Willie, thank you very much for your time. I'm looking forward to seeing you at one of the shows here real soon. And uh, uh, thanks for the knowledge, too. That's just fantastic. We'll see you next time. My, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. And I always like to say this. It's our motto on the back of our card. Uh, remember, it's nice to be nice. So true. That's it for today's episode of Beyond the Barber's Chair. I put links for my guests and for anything we discuss in the description. I hope you got something great and that it helps you as a barber and in life. 
If you like the podcast, I hope that you will tell a friend about it and subscribe so that you don't miss any upcoming shows. I'll see you next time as we go beyond the barber's chair.